3: Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch.
4: That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh yeah.
2: All right, uh, hello everybody, welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show, uh, happy to have you with us Today. And uh, as expected, last night, President Trump uh, made it official, announcing uh, that he is going to be running for another another term uh, in the White House. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844 uh, 747 The president making the announcement uh, there at beautiful Mar-a-Lago. I mean, the place was packed. And uh, very enthusiastic crowd. No doubt there are a lot of people that uh, that are not very happy about the president's decision. And we're going to get into that in just a little while. Uh, but I'm curious to hear from you. Uh, the president last night uh, delivering a speech. Look, I thought it was a fine speech. Um, the question is, was it effective? did the, the I thought the president's tone the president's tenor was spot on i I thought he was very measured uh in um and how he delivered the the speech he was on point he did not stray uh he didn't chase any squirrels and uh, as near as I can tell the only people he offended were people on the left so that is a good thing uh there are many people that are questioning the uh, the lack they're calling it the lack of enthusiasm they're saying the speech was boring I don't know that it was necessarily boring it was just long uh, well over an hour last night the uh, the networks let's see here CNN and I don't know if this was a uh, breaking news or a miracle but CNN actually broadcast the speech. They dipped out about, I don't know, 45 minutes or so into it. Uh, Fox News carried the speech, but they dipped out of it and then dipped back in. Newsmax, I believe, is the only network that uh, carried the speech cover to cover from, uh, from Genesis to Revelation, as they say. So, so Newsmax, I thought, did a terrific job with their coverage. And by that, I mean, they just let the president speak. Uh, You know, there was no commentary until after the speech was over. But uh, MSDNC did not cover the speech at all. They were, um, they decided to take a pass and uh, they were in regular programming, as was Fox Business Network. I was kind of surprised at Fox Business. Uh, Not, but again, after reading a report late last night, it's, it's probably going to be the last time that Fox News is kind to President Trump. Looks like the Murdochs, uh, Rupert and Lachlan, are turning on Trump. They warned him, do not run for the White House or else we're going to pull our funding or we're going to, we're going to pull our support. Uh, by all indications, Fox News is going to be throwing their weight behind Ron DeSantis. According to the Guardian newspaper, they say DeSantis is the younger, more sanitized version of Trump. Yesterday, also, um, you had Chris Christie, who was bashing Donald Trump in front of a group of Republican governors, and he got sustained applause. You can read into that what you will. All that to say, President Trump is is not going to have a lot of the resources he had the first two go-arounds. He's not going to have Fox News. Behind him, the Wall Street Journal's already condemned Trump. And by the way, uh, the New York Post, man, what a bunch of uh, rejects they are. The New York Post posted a little tiny headline at the bottom of the of the page of the front page uh, that said Florida man makes announcement. And then it directed people to what page 26 in the newspaper where they covered Trump's announcement that he was going to be running for for election re-election. So my question is, uh, you had a chance to watch the, did you watch the speech? And if you did, uh, are you on Team Trump? Did Trump do it for you last night? Are you on the Trump train or are you, are you willing to step back and, and see who else is going to run? 844-747-8868. That's our toll free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, again, we've got um, a lot of audio to get through. Um, I thought the president, again, uh, ended strong. I I thought he started strong. One of my favorite lines is uh, when he said this, cut number six.
5: We elected a group of incredibly talented America First leaders who will be stars of our party for many years to come. In the popular vote, another thing that's not discussed for the House, we must remember that Republicans won Five million more votes, the largest margin in many, many years over the Democrats. Five million more votes, that's a big thing. Breaking the radical Democrats' grip on Congress was crucial. So in other words, because of our great congressmen and all of our great congressmen and congresswomen, we have taken over Congress. Nancy Pelosi has been fired. Isn't that right?
2: Oh, yeah, that was a great line uh, last night. Uh, President also said that uh, drug dealers, yeah, we're going to send you to the to the death chamber. Cut two.
5: Every drug dealer during his or her life on average will kill 500 people with the drugs they sell, not to mention the destruction of families. But we're going to be asking everyone who sells drugs, gets caught selling drugs, to receive the death penalty for their heinous acts because it's the only way. We don't need any more blue ribbon committees. We don't need, I don't like to say this and I don't even know if the American public is ready for it and a lot of my people say, please don't say that, sir, that's not nice. They kill 500 people each on average. And if you don't do this, in China when I was with President Xi I said President do you have a drug problem No 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 we don't He looked at me like I didn't know what I was doing
2: All right so there you go um Donald Trump I, again I thought it was a fine speech I uh, he didn't I don't think he had any errors uh, no mistakes My question is it enough is is what you heard last night is that enough to uh, get you on board the Trump train. We're going to be taking your calls, going to take a quick break, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. We've got a great lineup here. Uh, House Freedom Caucus Chairman Scott Perry is going to drop by. Also, Andy Biggs, who uh, was running against uh, Kevin McCarthy for the speakership. Uh, We're going to give you the latest there. Andy Biggs is here. A Trump spokesperson, Liz Harrington, drops by. And also Kevin Kiley, who uh, just won a seat in Congress, flipped a Democrat seat uh, there in California. We're going to be talking to him as well. We'll be right back. This is The Todd Stern Show. You guys have helped build MyPello into an incredible company it is today. Now Michael Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPello, wants to give back to my listeners. Right now MyPello is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their 6-piece towel set and even offering an extended 60-day money back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money back guarantee through March 1st. The bed sheets are marked down as low as 29.98 and believe me when I say you will get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set made with USA Cotton comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailed at $89.98, now just $39.98 with my promo code. There is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS. Or go to MyPillow.com slash STARNS. That's MyPillow.com slash STARNS and use the promo code STARNS. All right, hello people, Todd Starnes here. Hey, we're following some breaking news for you out of Los Angeles County. Uh, This is in Whittier, California, where a lot of law enforcement recruits were out on a morning run. Uh, We're being told that a driver plowed into the group. At least 22 officers were hit. 14 of the recruits suffered minor injuries. We understand that as many as 11 are critically injured. Uh, We don't know much about the driver other than he was going the wrong way on the road. Um, We don't know if this was intentional. Uh, They're still getting all the information. This is uh, unfolding even as we speak. Uh, we'll be checking in with our good friend Pastor Paul Champital out of Lancaster Baptist Church. Uh, we were scheduled to have him on another story, but he has a lot of a lot of law enforcement uh, personnel um, are members of the church there, and uh, maybe he'll have some some information for us a little bit later on. Uh, but again, uh, folks, uh, pray for these these law enforcement uh, recruits. That are being treated right now. What a what a disgusting thing! And you do. I mean, the first question is this part of the defund the police terrorism? I mean, we and we don't know. We don't know, but we're going to find out. All right, let's get to the phones here. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight Gainesville, Georgia. Dave is on the line, and uh, Dave. By the way, big day tomorrow for you guys. Uh, Herschel Walker coming to town. Going to have a big rally Thursday night.
6: Yeah, we're excited.
2: All right, Dave, what's on your mind about Trump?
6: Well, I thought the uh, speech last night was, was great. Um, it almost seemed kind of like a new Trump. I noticed there were several opportunities where he would have took a, a dig or a shot at somebody, and he refrained from doing that. When he mentioned uh, term limits, I thought that got a great response. Uh, and when he was also talking about insider trading, uh people profiting from that you know we all knew who he was talking about and he didn't name any names i thought that was smart on his part
2: dave um based on what you saw last night does donald trump get your support during the republican primary
6: as of right now i i he does and i love desantis i don't have anything bad to say about desantis but i i think until you know trump kind of uh if he you know self-implodes or does something uh to himself i think it's his party
2: all right dave appreciate the call we got you down uh, you're a trump guy let's go to jeff in gainesville Georgia. jeff what say you
7: i say that i don't believe donald trump should run again i um i, I believe that he's got too much against him and i don't think they're going to quit trying to get him till they get him with something and he's got too many foes in both parties so um I don't believe, I, and he's innocent. He's innocent. He's been my man, and I believe he's God's man for the time. But, you know, I, I just don't believe that he has a chance of winning anymore. Uh, maybe DeSantis would be would be the one to go with now because Donald Trump's just uh, got too much against him. And if people get behind him, I mean, he was the best president this country's ever had, in my opinion, that I know of. So uh, anyway, that's what I got to say.
2: Yeah, you know, Jeff, that's an interesting. It's an interesting thing you brought up because Trump is going to be battling his own party, the establishment wing, and they're going to be coming after him. They're going to try to sabotage him. Uh, So he's got to not only fight the Democrats and the mainstream media, he's going to have to take on the establishment wing of his own party, and he is not going to have Fox News Channel there to, to 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 present the truth of of these accusations that have been levied and will be levied against him. So that's something you got to factor in um, and the other big part of that is who does where does Trump go to siphon off voters from the Democrats? What demographics will join him that have not joined him to the to this point? And those are all legitimate questions that you know they're going to have to answer along the way. Jeff appreciate the call 844-747-8868 Maria Bartiromo was weighing in on this earlier today on Fox News. Let's take a listen
8: keep pushing back on. They don't want to go into a whole nother storm of hate. And there is Trump derangement syndrome.
0: Right. There's definitely and and I think he started even that last night. He started with the China virus. He started with, you know, uh, poking names at DeSantis. And we've heard that. And people are tired of it. Look, I also think that you know, DeSantis and Youngkin, like you said, are really the future of the party. Right. They're, they're in a generation that I think needs to come forward. And as much as, you know, his policies were good. Trump's policies were good in the first and the first term i don't think the majority of the country really wants to go back there i'll tell you i live in florida florida's fully behind DeSantis, no matter what trump wants to tell you they're fully behind DeSantis.
9: you know it's interesting ivanka trump ivanka
8: trump yesterday says she's bowing out of politics just after her father's announcement uh the former first daughter telling fox that she'll be staying out of the political arena altogether
2: all right and that is true ivanka not going to be engaged in the political process may i say something here Uh, That's a good thing. I think the big problem in the first term of President Donald Trump was the kids, specifically Ivanka and Jared. They're flaming liberals. They're the ones that screwed up the president's agenda. So as far away from the White House as you can keep Ivanka and Jared, I think the better off Trump is going to be. I, this is just my this is my take on it. I know he loves his daughter, uh, but the reality is she's got no business being anywhere near that White House. All right. Eight, 8868. four, seven, eighty eight, sixty eight. Let's go to Rick in Alaska. Rick, what say you? Hey, Todd, how you doing down there? Good, good. <laughs> Todd,
10: Trump, you know, if Trump really cared about our country, what he would do is he'd be the vanguard, you know, stand up there, just attack, attack, attack the Democrat Party and Biden. He's got to leave DeSantis alone. He's got to leave Yunkin alone. And I know that's really hard for him, but if he truly loved our country and wanted us to be successful, he's got to focus on that. I mean, that's what he's got to do.
2: Do you? I mean, if he if he's going up against DeSantis in in a primary, who do you support, Rick? Oh, DeSantis. You're a DeSantis guy. Yeah. Look, you're not the only one. I mean, we ran a poll on uh, the Twitter feed last night and it's a uh, 60, it's a uh, 60 30 or something like that. We'll have to go get the numbers, but Trump is leading that poll. But the point is, this is a divided Republican party right now. And when it comes to Trump, uh, you got people on both sides. They love the guy, but they, they want DeSantis to run.
10: Well, Todd, we've talked before, and like I said before, the only person that can really unite the Democrat Party is Donald Trump. And uh, he brings so many negatives, and it's not that he's doing things that are negative, but there's so much animus on the other side that there's people that will vote who wouldn't vote normally just because Trump is running. And uh, I'd like to avoid that.
2: Now, Rick, the big question, uh, of course, is what's happening in Alaska. You guys have that rank-to-choice <laughs> voting, and, and you still don't know who's uh, going to be your senator.
10: Well, actually, they know who's, who's won. They're deliberately holding the ballot, the final ballot release uh, until, what, next week? Is that just specifically to drag it out. I think that uh, Murkowski's going to win. Uh, no, Chippaca just uh, increased her lead a little bit with a little. They did like a seventy thousand vote drop. This whole thing is just a
2: joke. Well, um, you can you Mike, can thank you can yeah. thank Mitch McConnell if that happens and Murkowski pulls ahead. Uh, what a disgrace he is!
10: Well, McConnell and McCarthy, both of them, did their best to fight a Republican candidates this year. And I don't understand why people aren't just calling these guys out and how they're going to get elected to any position within the caucus. Just amazes.
2: All right, Rick, appreciate your call. Let's go to Brenda, Moorhead City, North Carolina. Brenda, what say you? Hi,
9: Todd. I enjoy your radio program. Thank I just you. wanted to call and say that I've heard several people over the last couple weeks say that they voted for Trump and they love Trump, but... And I just want to say, I voted for Trump twice. I will be voting for him the third time. And I think he was the greatest president in my lifetime. And he's proven that he can do the job. And I hope he wins. And thank you very much,
2: Brenda. You are a you are a kind lady. Thank you for those words. And uh, you're also a uh, very succinct. And we appreciate that pithy. I think is what Bill O'Reilly used to say. Thank you, Brenda. Hey, look, folks uh, we're going to keep uh, we're going to keep going to the lines here. Uh, Hain tight. Got to take a break. Congressman Kevin, Congressman elect Kevin is going to be joining us also a very dangerous piece of legislation we've got to talk to you about uh, this is going to put a target on every church in America and unfortunately you've got a lot of republican senators who are going to be supporting what they're calling the respect for marriage act but it's anything but that we're going to we're going to tell you all about that plus your calls 844 747 8868 and of course we're keeping an eye on what's happening out in California too that horrible accident 22 law enforcement recruits in the hospital. We'll be right back, America. There's no doubt the nation is facing a financial crisis because of the Biden administration's economic policies. Hi, this is Todd starns and no doubt our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you are vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, physical. It's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold, and they can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship the gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can actually fit inside a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Happy to have you with us today. Very busy news day, and we're following this breaking news near Los Angeles where a group of police recruits were out for a morning run, a morning jog. Uh, We understand a driver plowed into the group. He was going the wrong way Um, at least 22 at least 22 of those officers were hit and injured. 11, we understand, in critical condition. That's according to uh, KTTV uh, out there in Los Angeles. So uh, be praying for those folks. We have no uh, we have no idea if this was intentional or not. Uh, we will be monitoring the story throughout the day. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, honored to have with us a the newest member. Of Congress from the brand new 3rd Congressional District in California, our good friend Kevin Kiley. Kevin, good to have you with us today. Thanks,
1: Todd. Great to be with you, as always.
2: And uh, last night, I was uh, watching the President's remarks, and I uh, don't know if you heard this, but the uh, President gave you a shout out last night.
1: I did. You know, I'm actually uh, here in D.C. because they have this mandatory training for new members of Congress, so uh, I wasn't able to watch it live, but I started getting all kinds of uh, you know, text on my phone started blowing up and uh, realized something had happened. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, you know, certainly very flattering, very humbling, uh, and uh, very kind of to say.
2: Yeah, when you're when you're a lawmaker and your cell phone starts to explode, that's either really, really great news or really, really bad news. <laughs> <That's> so, <right. laughs> no wiggle room there, Kevin. Uh, well, let's talk about let's talk about the election. This was a huge win. I know that President Trump uh, endorsed you. How how big was that for you in the win over Democrat Kermit Jones?
1: Well, you know, it really helped to underline uh, the theme of uh, my campaign, which is that we need to go back to what was working. Uh, you know, we had a secure border. We had a economy that was doing phenomenally. Uh, you know, we had uh, crime going down and we had support for law enforcement. And Joe Biden came into office and reversed all of those policies to absolutely disastrous uh, effect. And so, uh, you know, I'm hopeful that with this victory, with a new majority in the House, we can put the brakes on this train wreck of an administration uh, bring a little measure of accountability, uh, and hopefully start to get this country back on track.
2: Kevin, uh, we all know super majority of Democrats control California. So for uh, any Republican to win, that is a big deal. Uh, how important was the ballot harvesting to what you guys were doing? We've been hearing a lot about that and the successes of it in some states.
1: Well, I mean, I think that you know, it's been used uh by in in some cases in strategic ways uh and uh, you know, in, in our particular race I don't think it made uh, it was you know, a huge uh, impact one way or the other. Uh I actually have a district that has a very high voter turnout that always has. Uh and so, you know, we really just focused on uh, on getting our message out, uh you know, reaching sort of independent undecided voters with a strong message about the economy, about immigration, uh, about crime as well as making sure that uh you know, uh, our own uh, voters, Republicans, uh, were getting out to vote, and uh, you know, uh, could see that we're fighting for the sort of issues that they care about. And so, I think it all came together in, in the right way. And uh, obviously, uh, very happy with the result.
2: Let's talk about what's happening now. You said you're in D.C. What is it that they uh, they have you guys going through? This is this sort of like a boot camp for uh, Congress people. <laughs>
11: Uh,
1: sort of. I mean, it's uh, a lot of it's just sort of, you know, logistical type stuff, how to set up your office and how to hire your staff and, uh, you know, uh, security type issues and so on and so forth. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's two of the next three weeks, uh, is all of the, the new members, uh, are out here.
2: Well, depending on uh, what news agency you follow, Republicans either have the majority, or they're just one vote or one Congressperson away from the majority. Um, what what's going to be the, your decision? Have you reached a decision about who you're going to vote for, who you're going to support for Speaker? Well,
1: the conference uh, has uh, nominated Kevin McCarthy, and so I'm uh, you know confident that he will be receiving uh, you know the unanimous support of of our conference uh, on uh, January 3rd. Uh, With that being said, I think it's uh, extremely important that, you know, all of the voices and perspectives uh, that uh, exist within our our conference are uh, are heard uh, and that we have, uh, you know, them represented uh, in leadership. Uh, But ultimately, I think you're going to see us united in ending the Speaker Pelosi ship, or sorry, the other way around, the Pelosi speakership. We might as well call it the Pelosi ship at this point, given the way that she's sort of uh, transformed that office into something different than it ever was and has had, you know, just extreme abuses in the way that she's uh, run the chamber. Um, but I think that you, uh, you know, that you have a, gr- a great deal right now of unity for the proposition that we need to, uh, you know, have new leadership and to start doing things differently and around the core issues right now that have, are causing such harm to people across this country. I think you're going to find a pretty united conference as well as far as the direction that we need to go.
2: It's you know it's time to put the brakes on this radical Biden agenda, and you know investigations that need to be had they need to be had. Uh, but we you guys have to be about the business of the people, and if you do, I think you're going to be in the majority for a long time.
1: That's right, and that's really an important point. Is that when it comes to oversight, this is really now in the hands of the House of Representatives because the Democrats have the gavels in the Senate. And, uh, you know, we have, uh, of course, the Biden administration in the White House, uh, but we have a Republican-controlled House. And, uh, you know, what's important uh, to note about the midterm election is that we didn't just elect an entirely new Senate. Only a third of the senators were up. Obviously, we didn't elect a president. Uh, it's the House that was entirely up for election. And the framers designed the House uh, to be the part of our government that is most immediately responsive, Uh, to public opinion, that is closest to the people. And so the people of this country uh, have just voted for a change of leadership. They're looking for change, and I think it's going to be extremely important that we hit the ground running to deliver that change. And that does uh, perhaps start with exercising in a very uh, aggressive way uh, the oversight function of the House to get to the bottom of a lot of these things that are going on with the Biden administration, to provide oversight, to bring in members of the administration, cabinet officials to testify under oath, uh, to get answers, and I think that uh, you know there's going to be uh, a lot going on on that front here uh, shortly after we get sworn in.
2: And and of course, uh, Mayorkas, Alejandro Mayorcas is going to have to be held accountable for what's been happening at our border. And it sounds like that's, that's going to exactly be a big right. issue for you.
1: I think that's probably number one is looking into a lot of what's going on there because you know the numbers we're seeing, Todd, are just absolutely unbelievable, and you know they even delayed it. Uh, leading up to the election, the record numbers, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. This is a common tactic in California. They try to hide uh, bad news uh, as long as they can. They even tried to delay the release of student, student test scores uh, until after the election. Uh, but, you know, you talk to voters. Democrat, it, this is the sort of thing that has gotten so bad that, you know, it's it's almost not even a partisan issue. It's like Democrats, Republicans, and independents, I think, recognize that what's happening at the border is absolutely unacceptable. Uh, and so I think it is really incumbent on us to respond Uh, to the call for change the American people have just issued and to uh, bring some major accountability there.
2: Well, I I like hearing that. And, uh, Kevin, we're going to let you get back to your training. Uh, Good luck to you, and uh, it's going to be exciting to have you up on Capitol Hill.
1: Thanks, Todd. Much appreciated.
2: All right, Kevin Kiley, everybody, the new Republican congressman from the 3rd Congressional District there in California. And it's always a great day when you can get a Republican elected out of that state. And uh, clearly, he's going to be um, one of the conservatives, reliable conservatives, up on Capitol Hill. All right, look, before we take a break, I want to go to the phones here. A lot of you folks wanting to weigh in. Let's go to Mark in the Villages, America's friendliest hometown. Mark, uh, earlier we heard somebody say that uh, every single person in Florida was a DeSantis supporter. Uh, What say you?
12: No, I I wouldn't go that far. They're obviously talking to a small minority. A lot of people do like DeSantis. We respect what he's done. But, you know, you got to think, too. Also, those that run against Trump have to say what they can do for this country. But Trump has already proven what he has done and will continue to do even more. Todd, we have time. We don't have time to put a new president in office. But that's what the Democrats want so they can control and walk all over someone new and continue their destruction of this country while filling their pockets and taxpayers' money. Todd, we have one shot at this now. That's it. One shot. I think DeSantis is good. I don't think he's ready to go in yet. He's not. Trump is, I think, the person that's going to get this done. And people have to start seeing that. If they don't, they're going to have some problems.
2: Yeah, the, the, we're going to have to figure out a way, and it's it's doable, Mark, but I, I, at the end of the day, I think the best possible ticket for the Republicans could be a Trump-DeSantis unity ticket. And a lot of people are saying there's no way that's that's ever going to happen but i would say uh just hold off on that and i would direct people back to what happened in 1980 and mark that was the year ronald reagan uh got the nomination he had to pick a vice presidential candidate and um in that particular story uh, Ronald Reagan, representing the conservatives, had to had to unify the party, and the way they ended up unifying the party was bringing in George H. W. Bush as the moderate. But Reagan put together a coalition, and that's how they were able to score that massive upset and landslide victory back in 1980. And I could I can see that percolating between Trump and DeSantis right now.
12: Oh, I, I totally agree, and I think Ivanka staying in the background is a good idea too. She needs to stay out of it, her and her husband, and that's a that's a good choice. A couple other things I thought was funny when Trump said he um, the unknown people coming into this country. I'm, he used the word unknown, but <laughs> oh, no. we know what he meant. It's, I also like when he gave Walker a shout out, and I also found it funny when they couldn't find. When he mentioned Biden for the G20 dinner, where was he? You know, and, and then he mentioned the paper ballots and the same day voting. I, you know, I, I think people need to start waking up. And even in Florida, just because you see a red state doesn't mean they're all piled in for this There you and go. A lot of these people are a Trump supporters here, and they've got to understand there's a lot of them here in Florida.
2: All right, Mark, we got to leave it there. We're late for a break. Appreciate the call. So Mark says, hey, look, there are plenty of Trump supporters still in Florida. 844-747-8868. That's our telephone number. This is The Todd Stern Show.
8: Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now, 800 702 5400.
0: Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.
2: And again, going back to that 1980 races, it was really fascinating. Uh, Ronald Reagan, the conservative, the Reagan Revolution, and yet the party was really divided down the line between conservatives and moderates. There, there had been serious talks about about Reagan naming Gerald Ford as his uh, vice president, and they would basically be co- they would have been co-presidents. And uh, fortunately, at the last minute, uh, George. H. W. Bush came along, uh, and he was the pick. Now, some people say that there, there there were multiple reasons for that. He was a moderate, and Reagan wanted to balance out the ticket. Uh, but then you look at uh, H. W. Bush from Texas. So you had the California, Texas, the big states, the the votes, and uh, of course, H. W. Bush had a wealth of. Foreign policy uh, knowledge that Reagan at the time did not have. But regardless, um, it turned out to be a powerful ticket and a power ticket that ended up really revolutionizing Republican politics. So, anyway, all right, let's go back to the phones here. Jim in Memphis, Tennessee, KWAM is our flagship station there. Hi, Jim. What's on your mind? Hey,
13: Todd. Thanks so much. Listen, I've been listening to your show for a, a while and. Obviously, is wonderful. But part of the thing that I want your opinion on and your thoughts of whether or not this makes sense, do you feel like we need to have some Republican individual that's more across party lines that part that you're bringing up with Ronald Reagan, which was so powerful, was he was the governor of one of the most liberal states in the country, you know, with uh, California, so he already proved that he was cross-platform uh, electable, and I just am afraid that if we go with Donald Trump, and I voted for him twice, and like your previous caller, my goodness, I think he's probably one of the best presidents we've ever had. I love every single one of his policies. But how much would that be a mistake, not just with him, but anybody else that were are so focused within the Republican Party, within that family, that maybe we ought to look, Somebody that's more leftful along the independent and maybe even pull in some of the Democratic votes. And I'm curious what your thoughts are. Am I off base or do you think I'm onto
2: something? No, I don't think you're off base here. Now, I will say this back when Reagan was elected governor of California, California was a conservative state. Um, so it was a completely different political landscape and, and environment then. And remember, Reagan had been a Democrat. Growing up and uh, grow, growing up and then becoming an actor in Hollywood, and then he he switched he switched and became a Republican, um, and the rest is history. Uh, the The reason why Reagan won is because of the the Democrats who switch parties. And why did they do that? Well, we were coming out of Jimmy Carter's presidency, and Jim, I was just a little fellow, but I remember the gas lines around Memphis when I was growing up, and uh, a lot of people were so hurt and damaged economically because of Jimmy Carter's policies they switched to the Republican party i think that is going to end up happening 2 years from now when our country is going to be in a world of hurt financially but the question is where will the independents go you're going to have to have those votes to to win the white house if if Trump is the nominee, it, there's a risk. There's a risk here that they may be turned off. But it depends on how bad the economy is. The worse it gets, I think the more attractive Trump's, Trump looks because he's already solved that problem once and he can do it again.
13: I hope you're right. I just hope we learn something from the what was supposed to be the red wave of elections and that ended up not even being a trickle. And I hope the Republican, the Republican Party, and even the, rep, the representatives within the Republican Party can learn from some of those mistakes so we don't make them again in two years. And and my goodness, it's uh, something that I, I hope was an eye-opener that we can, can move forward with better ideas.
2: And, and Jim, understand this. Um, none of the stuff they've thrown at Trump from day one has turned out to be true. None of it. So... So we are all we are all looking at Trump and viewing Trump all of us through faulty lenses. This is this is a good guy. I mean, he delivered on all of his campaign promises and it doesn't matter if DeSantis is the nominee, they're going to make him look worse than Donald Trump. I'll give you an example, the the gals on the view and we've got some audio here. Uh, one of the the gals on the view actually said DeSantis was what Satan. Let's play this audio.
9: But I I, I just think this, like, uh, people think that um, DeSantis is quite clever and that part of his cleverness is that he got the the undocumented um, people on planes and flew them to... Martha's Vineyard, like that is allegedly like a funny thing. I just found it to be mean. Mm-hmm. So I think it really depends on what he's of I've never humor heard he was is. Clever. I've heard he doesn't have a charisma when he speaks, which is the oh, opposite. I've heard that he's very, very clever, and I think he's who told you he was? He's clever? who yeah, told you? He's, it, he's been. Where? It's, it's, it's on been, the notes that he's clever. It's been written about that he's very clever he's and that he's, 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 he's very smart. He's very smart.
1: He's very smart and not known for being a retail politician. He can't do the
9: folksy and no. like kissing babies no. and touching hands. But he can kissing babies. Is, there is I don't a, trust anyone that he can, does those gotcha moments. Like, haha, that's, you're in Martha's Vineyard now. Look how clever I am. But, I thought he looked like the devil in doing that.
2: He did. <laughs> so there you go, Jim. It doesn't matter who the Republicans Scary. put up.
13: Scary. I just don't know the answer, and yeah. and I'm just so thankful for your show that you're bringing sanity to an insane world we're
2: living in well i appreciate you saying that jim we try to do it every day and look we're going to get through this and it doesn't matter who the nominee is going to be and jim appreciate that call uh it doesn't matter who the republican nominee is going to be they're going to crucify the guy or the gal all right hang tight folks wow do we have a packed show congressman scott perry on the way liz harrington president trump's spokesperson she's going to drop by we've got your call so hang tight if you're on the hold we're going to get to you we're not forgetting about you this is the todd starnes radio show
3: From the Liberty University Studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes.
5: That's
4: us! That's right! I love this American
5: ride! Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished guests, and my fellow citizens, America's comeback starts right now.
2: And uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's how it started last night at Mar-a-Lago. What a beautiful crowd, a beautiful night as uh, President Trump made it official. And what I thought was very interesting is how he framed this campaign. Uh, cut number seven, please.
5: This will not be my campaign. This will be our campaign altogether. Because the only force strong enough to defeat the massive corruption we are up against is you, the American people. It's true. The American people, the greatest people on earth. We love them all. And we love both sides. We're going to bring people together. We're going to unify people.
2: All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, Uh, President Trump throwing his hat into the ring, running for the 2024 presidential race. Welcome to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. We have a packed agenda for you today. I want to go right away to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We have the president spokesperson, our good friend Liz Harrington with us. Liz, good to have you with us today.
8: Hey Todd, thanks for having me.
2: So you were there last night. What was that scene like? What was the energy in that room?
8: You know, it was incredible. There was just so much anticipation, you know, even though a lot of people probably you know knew it was coming, uh, but it really was the sense of urgency, and I think that really uh, was the theme. You know, President Trump seizing the moment, saying the comeback starts. Now And really, I mean, America needs to come back more than ever. And Donald J. Trump is the man to, to lead that movement. And that clip you just played, Todd, is so crucial. I think that was the message last night. It's all about the American people are going to have to save this country. All of us together, and that's what the message is, and we started it off right last night.
2: Uh, no doubt about that. As a matter of fact, here's another soundbite uh, from, from last night. Uh, this is President Trump uh, weighing in on Joe Biden, cut number nine.
5: Now we have a president who falls asleep at global conferences, <laughs> was held in contempt by the British Parliament over Afghanistan.
2: Um, Again, laying out, and uh, he went on and on and on talking about the failures of this administration and the embarrassment the United States has become on the national stage as a result of Joe Biden.
8: You know, Todd, it's so terrible, and it's so unworthy of America's great people. And I think that's what President Trump was talking about last night, too, is, you know, so many things are so terrible, right? The record gas prices, the open border, the Afghanistan debacle. Uh, everything, you go down the list. But what people also know is it doesn't have to be this way. It wasn't this way under President Trump. And we can not only just get back to where we were, but we can get so much better uh, with President Trump leading this great movement and our great people. And that's what was really striking about his message last night as well, is our best days can be ahead. And there's so many amazing things we can do and there's nothing that can stop us and that was really i think inspiring to a lot of people when we need it we need hope and we know that president trump has the solutions. Uh, we know what we're going to get uh, unfortunately from this awful government led by joe biden right now who's frankly not leading anything he can't even make a dinner at the g20 it's just pathetic it's not worthy of our people and that's why President Trump's leading this movement to get people back engaged, get off the sidelines, and get to work because we've got a fight ahead, but we're going to win.
2: The uh, let's talk about the other elephant in the room, which uh, Republican elephant, which is Ron DeSantis. What's the relationship between uh, Trump and DeSantis? Are, are they friendly with each other, or you know, are the uh, headlines true?
14: Well,
8: look, Todd. You know, they have a history, and President Trump was the one who gave him his endorsement and really propelled him to be a governor. He's been a good governor, uh, and we know that. But we also know that there's only one man who's well-suited, battle-tested for this fight, and it is going to be a big one. Uh, There's one man, and that's Donald J. Trump. He's already proven. And I think what President Trump was talking about last night, we have to unify our party. We have to go forward. Patriots from all walks of life, all different stages, whatever your role is, uh, whatever job you have, we know what the task is, and it's saving America. And so there's going to, you know, the news media is going to try to play the same games that they did from 2015 and 2016. We've seen it already. We saw it last night. There is, everyone's going to be against us. That's okay. We know the American people are for us, and we know we're going to win.
2: Just, and just, uh, I know that you are busy doing more important things. I was channel surfing last night for you, Liz. Uh, there was really (laughs) out of the major, the major networks. First of all, I was shocked CNN carried it, but they did a pretty good job. They, but they, they ended up dumping out. Fox News dumped out. Uh, MSDNC C didn't even carry it. I think Newsmax, they're the, uh, one of the, I think the only ones. I didn't, we don't, my cable doesn't get OAN. But Newsmax uh, carried it from start to finish. So good guys over there.
8: No, and that's what the people want. And I think we'll see that in the ratings when they come out. I mean, people don't want you to cut away. They want to hear the, the complete message. And that's why people go not just to Newsmax, but they go to RSBN. They go to Real America's Voice and there's uh, i mean there's a great a lot amount of independent media now that have sprung up because the mainstream fake news media and they're not mainstream at all they're radical they're they're anti-american they're terrible they have no credibility and they don't give people what they want you know it's interesting CNN probably carried more of it because they need to get some ratings back <laughs> they need president trump uh, for ratings but it, quite frankly we don't need the media he didn't have them in 2015, 2016. We're not expecting to have them now, uh, but that's okay. We've got the people.
2: Pretty sleazy of, of the New York Post, that that little snarky headline at the bottom of the page, Florida man makes announcement, and then the story's on page, what, 26 or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Rupert Murdoch, uh, the reporting out there is that he's he's done with Trump. Is that going to impact at all losing Fox News or the New York Post or Wall Street Journal?
8: No, Todd, you know, we didn't have them before. And President Trump has never, he's been fighting all these people. People forget what, what the media climate was 2015, 2016. And then, you know, oh, Fox is supposed to be this pro-Trump uh, outlet. I mean, we know exactly what we're dealing with here. Uh, and we know who our friends are and, and who will come along later. But that's okay. We don't need them. President Trump is a force all on his own. And the American people are a force all on their own. They'll go directly to the source. We have True Social now to get around big tech. Uh, we've got all these great independent media as well. We're going to get our message out. And the American people, they're hungry for it. They want President Trump's leadership. And that's
2: what he's going to deliver. Has I know the president uh, mentioned Herschel Walker. And by the way, we had Kevin Kiley on uh, in the yeah. last segment. He, he was in Washington, I guess, at Congressman Training 101. So he wasn't watching the speech, but he says, all of a sudden, my phone starts exploding. <laughs> and uh, So he really appreciated the president's kind words. I, I'm wondering, though, is the president, has he made any considerations about going into Georgia and campaigning for Herschel?
8: You know, I don't think a decision has been made quite yet, but you know he supports Herschel 110%, and he endorsed him, he loves him, they're great friends, we have to win this seat, I mean, it's, you know, if we have real fair elections, which we know we're going to fight for, and we know we're diligently working towards that uh, before 2024, and right now, uh, this would not be close, but we got to work so hard for Herschel, Uh, I'll let President Trump make that decision and make an announcement if he's going to be visiting there. But we know it's so important. And and congrats to Kevin Kiley. I think that was really nice what President Trump said uh, about him last night. And we know getting that house was very crucial. It's not easy with these rigged elections. But President Trump had so many great candidates endorsed. They fought so hard. And congrats to Kevin. I'm glad that uh, he was able to get us that 218.
2: And and Liz, I'll, I'll end on this. One of the interesting things about Kevin, and we had him on back when he was in the Assembly, just a, a good guy. But here's a yeah. man who did not run away from Donald Trump. He embraced the Trump agenda and won a congressional seat in California.
8: In California. In Ca- See, that's it. I mean, it's amazing. It really is amazing. And they don't want to talk about President Trump's record. It's really unprecedented, especially in this climate. When the entire world, the entire system is against you, but it just shows if you stay true and you continue to fight, the, the truth ultimately will win out in the end. And we've got some amazing fighters uh, that in, in this great movement, and it's only getting bigger.
2: All right, Liz, we're going to let you get back at it. I know you're going to have a busy, um, what, 700 and some odd days? <laughs>
8: but
2: That's who's absolutely.
9: counting? are we all, though?
8: <laughs> yes, we
2: are. All right, Liz, congratulations, and uh, please give the president <laughs> our best. I will. Thanks, Todd. All right. There you go. Liz Harrington. And what a great press secretary she is going to be, uh, just uh, just uh, as fine as they come. All right. Look, we got to take a break. What do you think about President Trump's speech? Um, are you on the Trump train? Are you pulling for DeSantis? Who else do you like? Uh, we're going to get to some new audio uh, after we take a break here. 844-747-8868. That's a toll-free number, 844-747-8868. I want to talk to all you business. Business owners out there uh, for just a moment. Now, we all know things were really tough during the China virus. I mean, you paid uh your staff, you pulled your business through the pandemic, and now doing the tough thing could actually qualify you for up to twenty-six thousand dollars per employee. It's called the COVID tax relief. COVID Now here's the deal. Government funds are now available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan. You don't have to pay it back. The program is complicated. Nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and the tax experts at covidtaxrelief.org. You pay absolutely nothing up front. They do all the work, and then they share a percentage of the cash they get you. Uh, businesses of all types, churches, nonprofits can qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had increases in sales. So you did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. So let covidtaxrelief.org help you get up to $26,000 per employee. Visit covidtaxrelief.org. That's covidtaxrelief.org. All right, a little uh, personal privilege here. I, I'm very excited, folks. Uh, th- the word came down yesterday that Memphis, uh, Tennessee, is getting yet another professional football team. And uh, Memphis is a basketball team. And we, uh, look, I love the Grizzlies. They're great, a uh, great basketball uh, team. Uh, but the football, we have this massive, beautiful stadium. That seats, uh, what, 65,000 people, I believe. It's massive. And I don't think I've seen the thing full. I mean, is even for the Liberty Bowl. Um, but anyway, we're excited because uh, the USFL has just announced they're bringing a team back to Memphis, uh, the Memphis Showboats, which used to be here back in the 1980s. Uh, Kyle, that was long before you were even thought of. Uh, but uh, it was a great team. Pepper, Rodgers, a great football coach, legend. Um, anyway, they're bringing the showboats back, and we're very excited about it. All right, uh, enough of that. Let's get to the phones. 844-747-88. Yeah, no, I'm getting season tickets. Uh, yeah, hopefully da- good seats, too. They even good. No, I'm not going to do a suite. No, I, They're nice, but it's a little pretentious. And if you're going to go to a football game, you need to be out there uh, cheering with everybody else, not eating the uh, the caviar. All right, uh, to the phones we go, 844-747-8868. Let's go to Jesse, Statesville, North Carolina. Jesse, what's on your mind?
15: Hey, Todd. Uh, so just just to reiterate the past couple calls of of, of what a president uh, this, uh, does, what he promises the people that he's going to do when he gets there is how great a country to be, you know, like Trump's first. It was like a boxing match. We, you know, he had his gloves on, but his second term, he was going to be slinging his gloves off. And, and, and what I would really like to see is cause both sides of the party, in my opinion, is, has, has gotten so corrupt and so dirty. I think I would like to see him run as an independent and create a new, uh, Christian party and, and see who could come to that and, and unite. Uh, into one, you know, uh, get two-thirds of the majority and get rid of this division.
2: So, Jesse, uh, so your take, take is to, place. so so you think we need a third political party that would be called the Christian Party? Is that is that it?
15: That's right. That, and, and to get rid of this division, the two parties that are so corrupt and divided, it just causes chaos. It's all it ever does. And it just It's like a ball that just keeps getting tossed back.
2: Forward. i i see what you're saying here jesse but i i'm a good old southern baptist and i've been to church business yeah, meetings me i've been to church yeah. business meetings on wednesday night i'm not too sure we want our politicians <laughs> emulating that <laughs> that could get kind of ugly Jesse appreciate the call. No, I I mean look, I'm telling you. They they're slinging around mud at those church business meetings. Uh let's go to our good friend Patty in North Carolina. Patty, I was hoping you would call in today. I uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts on last night.
9: All right, here we go, Todd. I did not jump off the train like every other Judas, okay? I am sticking with him. He knows what he's doing. He knows every leader and every country. He knows the deal. DeSantis, I love him. But it's different from running. A country is different than running a a state.
2: No doubt about it, um, but he does have experience. And, and Patty, I would like to see—I really would like to see a Trump DeSantis ticket. I think that's that—that's oh, that's the strongest I, I, way for what us I was to go. Praying
9: for. I thought them two would be great. I, I thought, you know, I don't know the deal what's what's going on, but last night when I watched him, he looks great. He, he, you know, and it felt so good to see somebody not being a gaffy duck. And not shaking hands with dead people. It looked great. That's a leader. That was a leader last night. That's what we need back in this country.
2: And he didn't have an extra head growing out of his neck. I appreciated that. <laughs> I just...
9: I, I, another thing I want to agree with you. Thank you, Ivanka and Jared. See ya.
2: Yeah, time to retire. Head on. To, yeah, enjoy the beach. Just stay, stay yeah. out of Washington.
9: Exactly, Todd. And you know what? I believe that, you know, I, like I said, DeSantis, I wish them to, I hope they work it out, because um, you know, like I said, though, Trump's been there. He knows all the world leaders. He knows the, He knows, and they respect him. And they know, they. He, he knows the deal. And that's what I'm saying. I think that he would, I, I want him back. I really do. I miss him.
2: By the way, uh, can I just say something? You brought up, you brought up, um, you, you brought up Uh, how good he looked Uh, Donald Trump looks really good you know these guys when they're president when they leave office Patty and I appreciate the call we're gonna have to skedaddle here but when when they leave office I mean Barack Obama looks like Darth Sidious from Star Wars right he just looks like ancient but not Donald Trump he looks really good for his age oh got to take a break here folks this is the Todd Sterns Radio Show we'll be right back Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Great to have you with us today. Very busy news day. want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Congressman Andy Biggs joins us. Congressman, uh, big news yesterday, um, and we understand that um, a good many people are wanting Kevin McCarthy to be the new Speaker of the House, but he just doesn't have the numbers right now.
16: No, he doesn't, Todd. Uh, you, you need 218 to become the Speaker. Uh, although the things being equal, because that's the majority of the body, uh, the vote, the official vote, takes place January third and requires every person to stand up, say who they're voting for. But in the secret ballot that we took within our conference yesterday, um, thirty-six people uh, voted against Mister McCarthy.
2: So, so what happens now? Now between now and, and January?
16: Well, what's going to happen is. Uh, he will go out and try to recruit his votes. I mean, there's gonna, he's going to try to cut some deals with people. In the meantime, uh, there are people who are not ever going to vote for Kevin who are going to try to uh, find some kind of candidate. may not be me, may be somebody else that they think that they can get a consensus of. But, well, we have a, th- a really thin majority, so that means that any three to five people can band together and basically say no. And that's... We're, we have to, we're going to have to find somebody in this conference that fewer than three people object to. So if you, if you follow me on that, so that means uh, we're going to end up, what, with 219, 220 maybe? Uh, that mean, if it's 220, that's five. If it's 219, it's, it's three. That means that 216 people are going to have to approve somebody uh, to get them across the line.
2: And you know it's interesting uh because I think you would make a a terrific speaker of the house um you you clearly did not have the votes but is there is there a a chance that uh you could become the speaker of the house
16: Well thank you for saying that uh th- there is a chance it would take lightning to strike it's take a miracle <laughs> yes but uh but you know the reality is uh if it's if it's not me and I'm okay if it's not me We just have to have somebody who's going to advance the America first uh, Republican Party agenda, who's going to use every tool in the toolbox to prevent Joe Biden from advancing the America last uh, Marxist agenda. And then we're going to have to have somebody who's willing to. I mean, Mr. McCarthy said he didn't want to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. Well, uh, I was dubious about Kevin up to that point when he said that. I said, that's it, because Alejandro Mayorkas. Must be held accountable for what he has done to our border, and so I mean, you got to do the, you got to need somebody who will do that, somebody else who's going to do the investigations and the oversight that needs to be done of this uh, malicious, malevolent uh, uh, regime that that Joe Biden presides over.
2: Yeah, for me it was, and I was so uh, encouraged to hear you and other Freedom Caucus members um, weighing in on that really tepid commitment to America. And and I think yeah. that you know when you look at at the numbers we did we did get, and uh, you know for example in New York State with the work of Lee Zeldin and the uh, you know, Long Island going red, th- this this was a missed opportunity, and Kevin McCarthy just did not inspire the troops.
16: Well, I think that's true. I mean, uh, you know, I put out mine, what, a year ago, uh, almost, of of the America First plan. And it was mine was much more detailed. I, if you go in mine, you'll see a list of legislation that I propose under each category. It, it, because I wanted people to know, we're going to do something. And I, I think that is the huge problem here, is that Kevin... Uh, poll tested it. I don't, I, and and he poll tested in such a way that you come up with this kind of milk toast commitment to America, and, and quite frankly, nobody knew about it. Todd, I did literally hundreds of meetings and uh, public uh, in public groups, cottage meetings, meet and greets. You know, p- you know, in people's homes and whatnot. And I would say, how many of you heard of commitment with America? Because I just want to know. I think maybe five people out of literally hundreds, if not thousands, of people that I was meeting with ever raised their hand. And when I said, "Well, what what about it? Do you like?" They all said they had never read it, no. and that was the point. They never got the message of what we could do.
2: Congressman Andy Biggs is on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. You know, Congressman, uh, one of the concerns that's been uh, mentioned is the idea that you could have some rogue, um, Rhino Congressman. Join forces with the Democrats and put somebody like Liz Cheney uh, up on that speaker's chair. Uh, is that a is that a real threat or concern?
16: I think that's a red herring. Uh, you know, is that Marjorie said that? I love Marjorie. She's a good friend, and and we agree a, a whole bunch. But on this one, we disagree on, and 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 I, I just don't think that's going to happen. The you know the the people that said, oh, well, I'll go with a Democrat if it's not Kevin. They've already backed off those statements because they know it's absurd. Uh, nobody here wants a Democrat, but we also know that there's probably ten or more people that will never vote for Kevin. So it's time to find, start finding a consensus candidate. I mean, it's probably not going to be me or Kevin, but it's time to find a consensus candidate so we can get this thing done uh, on January third and and go forward. That's- if it's
2: if it's not you or Kevin, who would who would you like to see?
16: Well, I'd love to see Jim Jordan. You know, and I, you know, I think Jim could possibly pull this off. I mean, he's he is, you know, he's made his peace with the people who didn't like him before. I think, and I think he's done a great job as the judiciary uh, ranking member. And uh, I, I don't know that he necessarily wants it, but he would be a great speaker. I think that there are some prob- probably some people, uh, even on the more moderate side. Who understand the necessity uh, of working with the conservative side, and and I've talked with them, and we, when you talk to some of them, you say what what would what be the first ten bills that you do, and they start listing the things that you and I might list, things like. Uh, we got to finish the wall. You have to fix Title IX so that men can't get into women's locker rooms. You have to fix the appropriations things, the uh, process to make sure we we balance out. You got to take away funding to these sanctuary cities. You got to restore the Keystone XL pipeline and other pro-energy projects. It's these are things that we all agree on, and so the question is: Are you willing to use the tools? to fight the regime and advance our cause. And and regardless of what the Senate's going to do, we have no control over the Senate. We're going to lose the Senate. The Senate's going to be in Democrat hands again. But what will the House do in Republican hands? And it can't just be performance art. It has to be real, meaningful uh, effort using leverage of the budget, of the NDAA, these things to make sure that we we you make them sterile i mean get back to single subject rules so so you have a bill that says only rebuild the build the fence how about that just do that so we all can vote that up or down so everybody can see how they vote uh how about saying let's let's restore um the the men and women who were uh, released from the military because of vax mandates i mean these are things that we all agree on and uh You know, when Kevin said, "Look, we're not going to impeach Mayorkas," I think that there's a problem with that. I think there's a real
2: problem with that, Congressman. Before we let you go, what did you think about President Trump's big news last night?
16: Well, I'm supportive of President Trump. I think it's it's good news. I thought the way he handled things was was very good, and and uh, he is the leader of our party, and he will be until. Uh, The majority of our party says he's not. And the majority of our party says Donald Trump's the leader. I think he's going to win the the nomination. I think he's going to win the presidency, ultimately. And I'm I'm excited about that because we need to restore this country uh, after what's been done to it.
2: All right, Congressman Andy Biggs, ladies and gentlemen. Congressman, thank you. Hey, thank you, Todd. Appreciate it.
4: You hear the people sing, singing a song of Donald Trump. It is time to take the Democrats and Biden to the dump. Trump is going to run again. Hear the beating of the drums. He will drain the swamp and throw out all the bombs. Will you join in our crusade and help the Donald win? Make sure the Democrats. Take it all on the chin And join in the fight It will make us great once again Do you hear the people sing? Sing a song of Trump's return We love you, Ron DeSantis But you should wait your turn Trump is going to run again He will be the nominee And in two years once again We will be free
5: I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States.
2: So Jim Gossett normally handles uh, Thursday nights in the lounge uh, here at the uh, Broadcast Center, but now he's making it to Broadway. Well done, Jim Gossett, uh, one of uh, the great parody writers uh, here on the Tom Stars radio show. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you caught the, the, uh, the connection there, but uh, Trump, when he walked out last night, was walking out to the uh, theme song from Les Mis, which is all about revolution. Uh, Let's go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. Cindy is hanging out with us from the beautiful state of Maine, WLOB, our great affiliate there. Hey, Cindy, what's going on?
17: Well, I wanted to weigh in on last night. Um, I was so grateful I got to hear most of, I guess, really all of the president's speech on the radio. Um, I have to tell you, and I mean this sincerely, I was overwhelmed. I felt like... Everything he was sharing, it was like our country's going to get saved, and I felt that I was going to be saved. That uh, I've been so fearful of going to a communist country and was so far into it. Um, everything he shared was what he's already accomplished when he was president, and I feel that by running again and becoming president, he knows what to do. He's done it. He's been there. He can do it. And a lot of these leaders in these other countries, they're going to be shaken in their shoes because they know they can't finagle the bagel with him. I was very, very impressed. He didn't go into any losses that he had. He did, which I've heard many of you, the talk show host and other people share, we need to go to one day, you, a national holiday, you vote that day, paper, ID, a few absentee ballots, but those are be very specialized so that we get the results like we used to by midnight, the same day we voted. I mean, we're still voting. They're going to vote again in December for Herschel Walker, which he gave an excellent shout-out to Herschel. I thought everything he shared, he did it firmly but with dignity and respect. I was impressed. i got to tell you— <laughs> I'm usually very quiet, but I gave out a few thank-you-Jesus moments because I just felt like he can save us. And I've listened to a lot of um, speeches, both here locally and national from Republicans. I never felt like that, as I did with him last night. Um, I did not vote for him the first time, but I definitely did the second time because I saw what he could do. I wasn't looking at a personality. Um He's got the gumption in the guts, and he really loves our country. And we don't have people in there today that love our country. They're trying to destroy it, and they're doing an awful good job of it, and it's scary. Uh, Here in Portland, we've got uh, socialist Democrats that are running our city. Never thought I'd see it. We have got the worst, dysfunctional cream of the crap, and it's a shame. Uh, I'm very impressed, and I want to tell you, I was very impressed listening to Liz. I love when you have her on.
2: She's good. She's
17: not, she tells it like it is. She
2: does. She doesn't uh, Cindy Finagle the bagel, as you just said. I'm right. I'm writing that down. I've never heard that phrase before.
17: <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> up here in Maine, you know, I, I've been waiting a long time, but I've read everything that you've said on your show, and I said, oh, I'm not going to hang up because I need to let people know there's still some people here in Maine, in Portland, Maine, that are functional, common-sense thinkers, that we care about the Republican Party. There needs to be some changes. We need to get people with some backbone that speak up but with dignity. Um, and he Cindy, did that.
2: Cindy, let me tell you what the solution is. The solution is we need more people listening to talk radio. Oh, because yes. this is where you're going to get the unadulterated truth. Uh, we're not going to we're not going to blow smoke up anybody's wazoo here. We're not going to fudgele the bagel as Cindy says. We're going <laughs> to we're just going to tell it like it is.
17: Well, Todd, I got to tell you, uh, I finally got common sense quite a few years ago, and I got rid of cable. I realized I didn't, I had the basic package. I didn't listen to it that much, but there were things I didn't understand. And somebody turned me on to talk radio, and I've been listening to it ever since. And what a difference. And I ask people around me that don't get the message, but they're still listening to that awful, awful lies that are coming across on these other stations on TV and cable. And it's sad because they're in so much denial. Even with stuff right in front of them, they just, and they're good people, but they're just—they're just not there. They don't get it, and I don't know if they're afraid to speak out. Uh, who knows what they do in the, you know, the voting booth? It's private, but a lot of them still a diehard Democrat. Well, Cindy, we're going
2: to do our best here. We're going to do our best oh, to convert people uh, to the right way of thinking, and uh, we got to run, Cindy. But God thank bless you, you so much, and you give me a call back, Cindy. Uh, you got your you got your eye on things there in Maine, and uh, we appreciate the great work you're doing, and thank you for listening as well. Hey, let's go to James in Memphis, Tennessee, KWAM, our great affiliate there. All right, James, President spoke last night. What do you think?
6: I hope he runs. Yeah. I'm glad he's going to run. I think that's great. Uh, one of the things I think we need to tell these people that don't vote properly is that we're not a democracy. We're a republic. They need to look those two words up to see what they mean.
2: James, you know, it seems to me—I don't know where where you went to school. I I went uh, to school right across the state line in Mississippi uh, when I was a boy growing up. But we took civics, we took American history, and uh, back in the back in the nineteen seventies and eighties, at least, uh, we were taught what it meant to be an American citizen. But you're right; a lot of people don't even understand that basic that basic knowledge of us being a of, of us being a republic and not a democracy. And one
6: other thing is. I think we as voters, like Trump said, we are the only ones that can change it. He can try to help us, but we have to, when we go into a booth, we have to understand what's at stake and do it. And cause if, if, they, we're, if we don't change the people that are in office, we'll never change
2: James, they what they are. yeah, you're right. And uh, on that note, I hate to break it to you, folks, but it looks like McConnell is going to be re-elected as the minority leader of the of the Senate. And and folks, I'm telling you, as long as McConnell is in charge, Republicans are always going to be in the minority. And uh, if you want to make a change in the House, now is the time to do that by getting on the phone and calling your elected uh, congressperson. Uh, It doesn't matter who they are. Give them a call and say that you want to change and you don't want McCarthy. And you heard Congressman Andy Biggs talking about that. Um, McConnell's got it or rather McCarthy's got to have 218 votes to become the speaker of the house i he doesn't have him right now and he doesn't need him james appreciate that call sir uh folks we got to take a break scott perry chairman of the house freedom caucus coming on and a very dangerous story for all you christians out there we're going to tell you about that coming up next
3: From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite cuntotin' bible clinging deplorable American. That's
4: us,
15: that's
4: right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes.
2: Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're doing well, and uh, happy Wednesday to you. Uh, All you folks in Georgia, big, big Herschel Walker rally tomorrow. And I'm hearing what Tim Scott's going to be there, maybe Marco Rubio, Uh yours truly. I just got a text message from the Walker campaign and asked if I could be down in Georgia tomorrow. So uh, we're going to try to work all of that out. But uh, hopefully I will see a lot of you folks boots on the ground in Georgia as uh, we pull out all the stops to make sure Herschel Walker... Is the next Republican senator from the state of Georgia? Uh, following a, another breaking news story, uh, just just horrible story out of uh, Los Angeles County, where twenty-five law enforcement recruits—we understand these folks were with the uh, Sheriff's Department, LA County Sheriff's Department—they uh, were part of the Star Explore Training Academy. Um, twenty-five people run over. By a wrong-way driver, this guy plowed into the recruits while they were jogging. Uh, That happened earlier today. We don't have any information on... Um, the 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 motive here. So we don't know if this was intentional, if it was an accident. Uh, we're waiting to get more information from the Sheriff's Department, and we'll keep you updated. Uh, we understand as many as 11 of those cadets in critical condition right now, so certainly want to pray for those folks uh, today. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. Good friend of this program he is the senior pastor of Lancaster Baptist Church, president of West Coast Baptist College, Dr. Paul Chappell. Uh, Dr. Chappell, I know you have uh, many people in law enforcement there in your church. Are you guys hearing anything about what happened down there?
18: We have not heard any motive either, but we are praying for those that were critically injured. We know there were five that are critically injured, and um, it was in Whittier, California, which is where the academy is for the uh, sheriff's department, and so we're all praying for them, and it's been uh, been quite a few days for them. Uh, Our friend uh, Sheriff Alex Villanueva lost the reelection bid and uh so we have a new sheriff in town <clears throat> sheriff luna and so we're just praying for all of the uh department because this is the type of thing that that runs deeply as far as the the grieving process and we're just praying that these men and ladies will recover.
2: Absolutely. Um, And again, another big story that we've been following, and it is currently developing in Washington, D.C., Pastor Chapel. It it involves a piece of legislation called the Respect for Marriage Act. Uh, There are many in the religious liberty community that are very concerned uh, that this legislation could put a target on the backs of Christians, and a uh, a lot of people are very, very concerned about this. What say you?
18: Well, I have the same concern, and, and many of us felt it was rushed through uh, the the House of Representatives uh, uh, when they dealt with this six or so months ago, and now it's just suddenly being pushed on the front burner of this session of Senate, and the ramifications are great because it's quite obvious that there are people uh, who who detest uh, biblical values and the Christians who hold them, and uh, this is a way to. Begin to encroach upon Christian nonprofits and churches with really the idol of the left. And the left idolat- has an idolatry toward uh, this uh, LBGTQ agenda, and they bow down to the LBGTQ, they tithe to them uh, by way of their ESG financial policies. Um, it, is, it is their God. And because of that, they want to put it on the forefront of, of the legislative agenda. Uh, it was interesting, Not, I think it was two or three days ago, Franklin Graham uh, placed uh, something on his uh, social media that caught my attention. But he was speaking of this issue, and he said God defines what sin is, not us. And every person is, person is guilty of sin, uh, all of us included. But he said it was God who defines sexual orientation as male and female, his laws and standards are given to mankind out of truth and love. And I just completely concur with that. You open the Bible to the book of Genesis, and it's just so simple. Male and female created he them. So uh, they want to enshrine this uh, into the laws of the 50 states. Um, I believe it will be a problem if it passes for many years to come
2: and And we know that because when Barack Obama so infamously said, "Hey, look, gay marriage is not going to have anything to you it 's not going to impact your life at all. You live your life, you do you Christians. Uh, this is not going to affect you at all and Of course, now we know that was that was a lie that right. uh, that um, it it is impacting uh, especially christian business owners and especially those in the wedding industry." And yeah. I have no doubt that this is once it's codified, you're going to see a whole other slew of lawsuits uh, being directed at Christian business owners and possibly churches.
18: And I believe discrimination towards employees of large large corporations uh, who attend uh, Bible believing churches that's coming as well. Just yesterday in Seattle, we heard of uh, Christians who had just Christmas decor in their home offices and there are laws being now considered in the city of Seattle uh, to force people to remove any Christian symbolism from their home if they're going to do a Zoom meeting. And there's a hatred for the things of God Including his original design for marriage, and so uh, it's you know, and and it's interesting because this is happening so quickly. Barack Obama, the first time he ran, he ran on a, a policy that marriage was between a man and a woman. Then he changed his mind, and and most all of these politicians that are sixty and, and younger, uh, uh, sixty and older rather, have changed their mind on this. Uh, but God hasn't changed His, and uh, you know, as believers. We have a standard uh, that uh, we are called to, and uh, as it clashes with this culture, we need to do our best to let the senators know. And and tonight at our church, we're going to have them uh, contacting the senators here in California, which normally falls on deaf ears, but we'll do all we can in this state Uh, to raise our concerns
2: well and it's not just the democrats here we have a list this is a freshly updated list of republican senators who are supporting this and all of these folks by the way were just like barack obama and and one of them in particular was staunchly opposed to same sex marriage Uh, that would be mitt romney of utah who now supports the the bill also, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, Rob Portman of Ohio, and Susan Collins of Maine. Lisa Murkowski is uh, hinting that she will support this along with um, uh, Senators, let's see here, Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa uh, telling Business Insider that she was keeping an open mind about the bill. So uh, you could have more more Republican senators joining the Democrats uh Pastor.
18: Yeah, that's a concern. And, you know, I always, as a pastor, I always ask myself, you know, what's the faith base of the individual making that vote? Uh, you know, what what's going on at their home church? Because it usually influences them. Uh, and then the second thing is, who are their donors? and uh, there's a lot of money that comes from this crowd. Uh, what they're all saying is that, you know, this was passed at the Supreme Court level. We're just agreeing with the Supreme Court. But that's not exactly, as I understand it, true. This is an opportunity for them to be what, what our founders intended, a checks and balances in how far this uh, law is codified and how much of a nuisance it becomes to the faith community. Uh, and so at the very least, they need to consider language in, the, in this that excludes religious organizations, and uh, I've, I've yet to hear about that.
2: Well, it's an opportunity for uh, Americans to pick up the phone and, and call their elected leaders. Uh, if this is passed in the Senate with amendments, and they say uh, that there will be an amendment that will protect uh, the religious community. I'm not so sure about that. But regardless, it'll have to go back to the House of Representatives. And um, and, and we understand a number of Republicans there uh, support this. So we'll see how this plays out. But people need to call and let your elected leaders in Washington know where you stand on this issue and how you want them to vote. Uh, Pastor Chappell, right. um, things going well at West Coast Baptist College. And I want to give you a plug here. You got to let folks know about West Coast Baptist College.
18: Well, we're thrilled with what God is doing at West Coast Baptist College. It's, of course, a four-year Christian Bible college training uh, servant leaders to get out into the churches and hold to the truths like we're talking about, but most importantly, of course, the gospel. And uh, we're very thankful for around 800 students that are receiving a quality education. Uh, and they're, they're involved in ministry while they train for ministry. We're here in northern Los Angeles County with students from 46 states, and we're excited about the growth we're seeing both spiritually and academically. And folks can check it out at wcbc.edu.
2: All right. Well, Pastor, uh, always appreciate uh, your great insight, and uh, we appreciate your great leadership in this country.
18: Well, we appreciate what you're doing. Thanks for being a voice that's uh, on top of these issues, Todd, and it's great to talk to you today as well.
2: Pastor Paul Champel, ladies and gentlemen, Lancaster Baptist Church, president of West Coast Baptist College there in northern Los Angeles County, one of the prettiest uh, places for a college. And if you haven't been to their campus, I would encourage you to do that. Uh, They have so many wonderful conferences, and they are making a difference In California. They stayed put and they are growing and uh, just doing some incredible work there. Uh, Again, folks, uh, this marriage bill, and look, it's America. How you want to live your life, that's between you and and the Lord. Um, The United United States Constitution uh, allows you to make those decisions for yourself. Uh, You also have a right as a, a United States citizen to call your lawmakers and to lobby them. And we've got to make sure that religious liberty is protected. I'm sick and tired of these little bakers, uh, these wedding planners and these florists being bullied and badgered by these, uh, these radical activists. And that's got to stop. It's not right. You have a right to believe the and follow the teachings of the Holy Bible. That's what America was founded on. And we got to put a stop to this. All right. uh, 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. And for that matter, the Supreme Court has already ruled on this. So that's what concerns me is that this seems to be yet another attempt to go after people of of the Christian faith and conservatives in particular. And that that has to stop. All right, uh, folks, got to take a break. We'll be right back all right we're getting some new information on the attack on paul pelosi that happened in the wee hours of the morning is this not the strangest story the mainstream media has completely stopped covering it there are so many questions and anytime a reporter dares to publish what appears to be the truth or at least a narrative that conflicts with the official narrative coming out of congress they they get whacked so the latest information here uh, NBC news they suspended a journalist for reporting that there were some new details and that paul pelosi was the one who actually opened the door for the police but did not try to escape, did not declare an emergency, and actually walked away from the police and walked back to the man they said was his attacker, the man accused of hitting him on the, on the skull with a hammer. Now, look, um, we've been pretty pretty open about this. We don't think anybody uh, deserves to be hit on the head with a hammer. They said he had a fractured skull and these horrific um, horrific injuries, and yet he was released from the hospital within just a day or two of of being admitted. And And you wonder, okay, well, I mean, the guy's in his 80s, and he's he's got a fractured skull, allegedly, and all of these other injuries, allegedly, so why would they let him get out of the hospital so quickly? That didn't make any sense to me. But anyway, that's not part of the reporting here. So now NBC News is in the process of scrubbing from every one of their websites any information uh, that was reported about Pelosi that they now consider to be, I don't know, inappropriate. They haven't said it's factually inaccurate. And here's the issue. The local NBC station reported this information. There are two different versions of what happened. Now, one version indicates that two police officers opened the door of the home. But the San Francisco District Attorney's Office reported that it was Mr. Pelosi who opened the door with his left hand. So it's not like there's some sort I mean, they're pretty specific here. They also cited a source familiar with the investigation who personally watched the body cam footage from the night and said officers knocked on the door of the home, then backed away. The video clearly shows Paul Pelosi opening the door with his left hand. The body cam video shows officers having a brief conversation with Pelosi and David DePape before DePape starts beating Pelosi with a hammer. Quote, we reached out to the Department of Justice for an explanation of its differing account of the seemingly innocuous issue of who opened the door, but so far we have not heard back. Well, that's because it's not innocuous. Because they're telling us the guy broke into the home, woke up Paul Pelosi, um, and then started beating the guy up with a hammer. But that clearly is not what happened. We have asked to hear the 911 tape that Paul Pelosi made. Uh, People have asked to see the body cam footage, but they're not releasing the footage. And Nancy Pelosi is asking for privacy. Again, it's um, we don't know what happened in there. There was other reporting that the two were found cavorting about in their underpants. And those reports were, again, re- retracted, but they were out there. And it wasn't like some sort of a weird news agency. These were legitimate local news stations that were reporting all of this information. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So are you believing what they're trying to sell us here? I, I something's Something is way off here. And you can, I mean, you can speculate, I guess, but it's just weird that you would have two guys in their underpants um, hanging out in the house at 2 o'clock in the morning, and Mr. Pelosi says that he was being brutally attacked. And so what does he do? Well, he goes to the front door. And by the way, the Capitol Police were surveilling the home, but they just happened to be, I don't know, taking a break or doing something while all of this was happening. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, By the way, we've got some new information uh, from the New York Times, of all places. Um, Upwards of at least 20 FBI and ATF agents were embedded in the crowd outside the Capitol on January 6th. We also can report, and this information was actually found in a footnote, a footnote that at least eight FBI agents had infiltrated the Oath Keepers and Proud Boys, and one of the FBI agents, one of the informants, was actually a vice president of the group. And my only question here is this. Well, I have a couple of questions. But as we go to break, I want you to ponder this question. So if the FBI knew that all of this was going to happen, why didn't they stop it? They had plenty of people in the group They had informants, they knew what was going to happen, and they didn't stop it. Not only that, the Capitol Police were told to stand down. Not only that, they told President Trump, we don't need any National Guard troops. Nancy Pelosi had the chance to put more police out there, and they did not do it. Why do you think that is? Why do you think the FBI stood down as the riots took place? They could have stopped it, but they didn't. I have a theory about why. I'll explain that coming up. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Right, folks, uh, let me give you the rundown here uh, from what just happened up on Capitol Hill. So Mitch McConnell won election to be Senate minority leader. And you say, OK, well, who voted against it? What was the vote? Who voted against him? The vote was 37 to 10 with one senator voting present. McConnell defeated Florida Senator Rick Scott. Uh, by the way, that's the first time he's had a challenger in 15 years. And it looks like the moderate Republicans pretty much control the Senate now. I, I want to go down the list of who got elected. Um, so John Barrasso of Wyoming is um, was elected a Senate Republican Conference Chairman. Montana Senator Steve Daines is going to replace Rick Scott as Chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee. John Thune will continue as Whip. So, uh, that is your leadership. Now, we can't tell you who voted no. We do know Ted Cruz voted against McConnell, uh, but it was a secret vote. So there you, they don't, th- that's how these weasels operate. They, they don't want to do anything in public. They, they, they can't handle the pressure. So they do things in secret behind closed doors. And so there you go. McConnell winning secret ballot and will continue leading the dwindling number of Republican uh, senators. Unbelievable. So uh, John Cornyn of Texas says he's eager to get past divisions uh, with his Republican colleagues. He says Republicans should focus on helping Herschel Walker in the December 6 runoff against Raphael Warnock. So there you have it, folks. Uh, Up next will be the big vote, and this will determine who controls the House of Representatives, who will be the Speaker of the House. Right now, uh, Kevin McCarthy doesn't have the votes, and he's got to find the votes. 218 is the magic number there. You heard Andy Andy, uh, Biggs from Arizona, who, by the way, Andy Biggs, uh, says um, that this is a red herring this idea that well democrats could could pitch Liz Cheney the job and maybe some maybe some renegade republicans some rhinos would actually vote for Cheney i don't think that's going to happen but you never know with this crowd you never know 844 747 8868 that's our toll free telephone number let's go to the phones Jerry in Iowa, and Jerry, I understand you took my advice to call your senator. What happened?
14: I I certainly did, Brother Todd. Uh, It was, it was a little, it was scary, not scary. That I just looked up on the uh, internet, Senator Joni Ernst in Iowa, and her phone number. And by golly, if there wasn't a staffer there, and he took my call, and I said that in the past, I I voted for Joni Ernst. She's a real nice gal. However, if she supports gay marriage in any way, shape, or form, I will become a little crusader against her. <laughs> and I also said, in my little sphere, my social world, i call on a radio station here, so uh, you guys, and uh, I said that it is being talked about on the air. I didn't say where, but I like to encourage everybody else to do that. It's real easy. You just look up the phone number and, and say, do not support gay marriage. Because we will never forget it if you do, so thank you, Todd.
2: Well, Thanks for the advice Jerry, hey, happy to do it, and look it's I mean those calls matter. I mean, th- somebody took down your information uh, they made they made sure to get your position, and i 'm telling you if you light up the phones on Capitol Hill, people are going to respond. Your lawmakers do respond you don 't have to be mean and nasty about it, but you can give them a call and give them your opinion. Uh, whether or not, and this is really not about gay marriage, and hear me, this is not about gay marriage, this is about protecting religious liberty, and I am not, we we, sh, we will not allow good-hearted Christian people to be persecuted and prosecuted because of their religious beliefs. This is United States of America. Oh, by the way, um, our good buddy Sebastian Gorka, weighing in on Ron DeSantis, uh, he says that DeSantis needs to step aside. Uh, Cut number 16. Fox and some Republicans say Trump is the past. We see that now. DeSantis is
1: the future. We have sources here saying that the Florida governor is organizing to make a run. That's what at least our sources are telling us. What are your thoughts on all this? Okay,
3: first things first. uh, Woodward's comments about the presidency being a sacred trust. Was it a sacred trust when... (laughs) that <laughs> uh, JFK was having sex with Jacqueline uh, Kennedy's press secretary in the swimming pool in the West Wing? Was it a sacred trust? when Obama was using his secured iPad to drone American citizens in Yemen? Was it a sacred trust when Bill Clinton was having sex under the Resolute desk? Come on, guys, don't talk to us about sacred trusts, okay? We had a guy in the Oval who I worked for who didn't even pick a paycheck up for four years, didn't need the money, didn't need the fame, and as you said, has been pilloried and attacked by the rhino establishment and the left for six years now, including his wife and his children. Mm -hmm. get. Guess what? And Ron, if you're listening, you've been a great governor of Florida, but you governed Florida as a mini me version of President Trump. You wouldn't be the governor of Florida if he hadn't endorsed you against a drug addict who was going to whip your ass and was going to win that governor's race. He endorsed you and you were a success because you used the Trump model. And it's a little bit weird for me. God bless you for everything you've done in Florida. But for for 10 months now, the establishment, including the Republican Party, has been throwing President Trump under the bus, saying we need Ron DeSantis. And you haven't said anything. You should be in the next Trump administration, and I don't mean like a veep because a veep is an irrelevant job. Right. You, you, know, you glad had people who the president doesn't want to meet. You should be in the cabinet, Ron.
2: All right, so what do you think about that here, folks? Um, maybe a cabinet-level position for Ron DeSantis. I don't think he's going to go for that. I, I, and why should he? I I'd like DeSantis if he – look, if DeSantis does well in the primaries – then I say he's he's Trump's VP, and that's the, that's the unity ticket right there. And I would still like to see both of them on a bus traveling together, holding a rally for Herschel Walker. Imagine what sort of a message it would send to see Donald Trump on one side, you got Ron DeSantis on the other, you got Brian Kemp, Herschel Walker front and center. I think that is a great image of unity for the nation. Well, folks, no doubt about it, President Trump has spoken. Now Newsmax is conducting an urgent poll, and I need you guys to participate in this poll. Will you support Trump again or DeSantis? Trump or DeSantis? Newsmax wants to know what you think, and you can vote in their new national poll by texting the word RALLY to 39747. That's RALLY to 39747. It will take just a matter of seconds to cast your vote. Trump or DeSantis, text RALLY to 39747. Folks, Newsmax, their coverage last night, spectacular. And uh, by the way, if you haven't started watching Newsmax, you need to do it. They've got a great lineup. Rob Schmidt, one of my favorites there. Sean Spicer, Greta Van Susteren. Millions of people are making the switch to Newsmax, and you should too. And by the way, do not forget, vote right now. Rally to thirty nine seven four seven. We'll be right back. All right, let's get to the phones here. Been a good day here on the program. Mike in Memphis, Tennessee, listening to us on KWAM. Hey, Mike, what's going
19: on? Hi, Todd. How are you? I'm
2: good. Thank you.
19: Yeah, I wish I could say the same. I'm so disgusted. You know, I'm with Trump all the way, but I after hearing your latest news, I don't think it even matters because McConnell and the Rhinos, they're just as much against Trump as the Democrats are. He's not going to get any support from them. They're going to do everything they can to see that he's not nominated. And I just don't even care anymore because it's just hopeless. I've said that before. You told me to cheer up, but really, it is hopeless with McConnell. It's just hopeless.
2: Well, I don't. I don't think it is hopeless, uh, Mike. I, I mean, we're making gains. It's it's taken a while, and it's going to take a while because we didn't get we didn't get in this predicament overnight. Um, but we've just got to hold these people accountable. We've got to hold our senators accountable, and one of the things you ought to do is pick up the phone and call your two senators and find out how they voted on the Mitch oh, McConnell issue.
19: I, I'm doing that. I called They asked them both to uh, get Trump, McConnell out of here, and I'm going to call and see how they vote. I
2: don't and, see how it can be a secret. No, it, 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 that's, I'm with you on that. That's cowardice. You know, I want transparency. That's, that's how the Democrats act. You know, be man enough, be woman enough to, to cast your vote in public.
19: Yeah, McConnell's just going to stab us in the back again. He he's hates Trump.
2: Oh, no! well, no doubt about it. And, and again, th- th- these are a lot of factors that we've got to consider, because if Trump does get the nomination, you better believe that McConnell and these rhinos, and I'm talking about George W., I'm talking about Dick Cheney, they're all going to be coming after Trump, and they're going to be sabotaging him behind the scenes no doubt no so doubt. all that to say we've got to we've got to get the look ronald reagan had this problem and yet ronald reagan was a was able to steamroll over everybody and and get the get the not not only the nomination but he won the presidency
19: yeah well i we can hope we can hope we I'll can rooting for me. yeah i'll keep hoping for trump and doing everything i can but it's just really disappointing
2: all right. Hang in there, Mike. Don't get discouraged. Uh, look, I know it's frustrating, but don't get discouraged. It's it's going to be good. Uh, let's go to Jeff in Moorhead City, North Carolina. Hey, Jeff, what's on your mind?
11: Hey, Todd, uh, thanks for taking my call. Yesterday, you had the topic about DeSantis and Trump. and I didn't have a chance to pull over in my truck, but I wanted to call today. Um, this is my take on it. Uh, Trump, And DeSantis ticket is not going to it's not going to happen. This is my feeling. Uh, I've talked to my church friends and my and and my coffee group. Everybody just about feels the same. Trump needs to tone it down. If he's if someone on his staff is listening, he needs to tone down the rhetoric, the demeaning on and on and on the same old, same old. We're, We're tired of it. I was a Trump supporter. I loved his policies, and I think he's a good man. But he's got to learn to keep his mouth shut. If he would reduce it by 80%, I think he would win. But if he continues like like he's been doing, you know, demeaning and cutting cutting people down, we're tired of it. He's going to lose the independents, and he's going to lose some Republicans. So he's got between now and the convention, he's got to prove to me. Now, right now, I'm for DeSantis only because I've seen what he's done in Florida. Now, Trump proved himself. He was a great president, probably one of our best, maybe the best. But when when uh, Biden was sworn in, there was a scripture that came to my mind. I can't tell you where it is right now. But it says, pride comes before the fall. Todd, there is no man in the history of the world that has been more prouder than Donald Trump. Let's all face it. He was a proud man, told us every day all of his accomplishments. we know all of that. there's a time to shut up, there's a time to listen now I'm for him, but if there's somebody on his path, let me tell you there's a lot of people who feel like me. He needs to tone it down, he needs to forget about the election that's going to be awfully hard for a man like him, but he's going to have to forget that put his put the foot to the pedal, and if he tones down. His rhetoric. I'll be for him. If he doesn't, I'll be for Ron DeSantis.
2: All right, Jeff. I I, I hear you, and um, and I will make a notation of this. And, and again, it's there's a lot of time. We're we're talking about seven hundred days, over seven hundred days. And I I think there are a lot of people that feel just like you do that are diehard Trump supporters, and we all need a course correction. And the question is can can President Trump make that course correction and will he stick with the with the correction once it happens that's the question Jeff appreciate the call 8447478868 uh, by the way uh, President Trump did touch on the voter fraud issue uh, last night cut number 11 please
5: we will do whatever it takes to bring back honesty confidence and trust in our elections. <laughs> to eliminate cheating i will immediately demand voter id same day voting and only paper ballots yeah. only paper ballots yeah.
2: well i i like that but again uh, we're talking about local elections here and uh, the question is do you want to nationalize all of your elections do you want to have a, a a common system of of voting? I mean, that's 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 what the president's talking about there. Uh, let's go to PJ W D U N in Georgia wants to weigh in on this Respect for Marriage Act. Hey, PJ, what's up?
7: Hey, Todd, we need to uh, we need to be careful and and be very serious about it when we try to stop things uh, like the gay marriage where it'll affect the church. Because if we don't uh, do it, once it gets established, you can't hardly stop these things. So I just wanted to say how very important it is that whatever we can do, we need to do it to stop this stuff. Because it will come at the churches and it will persecute good people that stands for the Lord.
2: Oh no, doubt about that. The way this, the way it's written right now, they're going to be coming after everybody who doesn't support this, uh, doesn't support same-sex marriage. Now, here's the issue, PJ, and we're, we don't have a lot of time. We'll try to get into this tomorrow. Uh, but PJ, the the broader question is: Should the Supreme Court? And this is, you know, Clarence Thomas raised this issue, which is why they want to codify this. He said, just like Roe v. Wade, the the government has no right to tell individual states how to rule on those issues those are states issues and he was just trying to say that he believes that gay marriage is a state issue not a federal issue
7: yes sir i would go along with that i think that it is a uh, i think the federal government ought to, should stay out of the stuff uh, because they're so messed up so much uh i think it ought to go back to the states and stay the states but uh I, I do believe that whoever can, and everybody that has a platform ought to stand against it because they will persecute, Uh just like you said, bakeries. I mean, well, you can't have a business without this stuff coming at you. You can't do anything in society anymore. And once it's established in the law, you can't stand against it.
2: That's true. And and we have seen, look, we've seen this happen. They told us. Obama told us. Folks, what's the problem? What are you all you people worried about, all you Christians out there? You go live your life. You do you. This isn't going to impact you at all. Well, it turned out, by golly, it did impact all of us. And, and we have seen the court cases come down. One after the other, a lot of people are really seeing their lives ruined simply because they follow the Bible's teachings on that. So PJ, good call. Uh, folks, we'll try to have Congressman Scott Perry with us tomorrow busy day up on Capitol Hill. Uh, a lot going on. and of course, the big fight for control of the of the House still underway. Republicans technically one seat away from gaining power and uh, the big question is who's going to be the next speaker of the house so we're going to get into more of that tomorrow and uh, in the meantime head over to toddsterns.com. we have some great stories up we'll be also following this crazy story out of california with these law enforcement cadets who were uh, hit by this uh, wrong way driver all right folks that music means we've got to scoot out of here great day great calls great conversation And guess what? We're going to do it all over again tomorrow. Uh, All right, folks. Have a good one, everybody. Be good, America.